0: yo what's up everybody welcome back to the 414 deli it's your boy cisco as always with your boy ryan what it do what's going on man
1: what's going on um not much it's wednesday night i'm tired long day long week so far
0: yeah, man. Uh, not I feel many. like
1: I've refreshed my uh, browser more this week than, like, in my life. <laughs> Just waiting for the inevitable news.
0: Yeah. what for, feels for, like inevitable. For those, uh, obviously, for, like, the three people that know us and listen, uh, he is referring to some
1: – getting Schmeren, some
0: updates on Aaron Rodgers.
1: and Schmodgers.
0: On Aaron Rodgers, the uh, – Kind of been the news for Packer fans, Wisconsin people for the past couple days, but
1: which uh, we can argue that it's been disrespectful to the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we we have been disrespectful to
1: the Milwaukee Bucks just in terms
0: of this podcast.
1: uh, Yeah, I don't. You're right, but this podcast I think revolves around Green Bay Packers. If we're gonna be honest.
0: I mean, yeah, um, not intentionally, but that just ends up... That's just how it, it is. ends up being.
1: Yeah, is. So with that, and I don't want to belabor this because I do want to get through it. We intended to get on today. Unless there was actual Aaron Rodgers news, we were going to just move to the Bucks and talk and give them their due respect. But me, and in my infinite wisdom, because that's what I got, uh, sarcasm, <laughs> I want to... Talk about what we talked about last week briefly, because my want in my Aaron Rodgers in this Aaron Rodgers situation has changed uh, very dramatically, um, and and I'm going to explain why. So, <clears throat> one, we're the closest we've ever been to an Aaron Rodgers trade uh, as long as he's been a Green Bay Packer. The Jets have flown out there. They met with him. Uh, my wife just sent me. Some random ass thing that I don't even know if it's true that he bought a Manhattan apartment today.
0: Um, I haven't seen anything um, about that. I haven't either,
1: but she might have saw it somewhere. Whatever. I said I don't really read into a lot of the media stuff. What I do read into is facts, and here's some facts that has changed my want, and then I'll say, "Well, how it's changed." So, Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay Packers this year is a thirty-two million dollar cap hit, right? We know that we're 16. It's a lot of numbers. So stay with me, y'all. Grab a pen, grab some paper for y'all non-mass motherfuckers. Um, we're 16.4 million over the cap or under the cap right now. 16.4. So we can use $16.4 million in free agency, sign our own guys, et cetera. That's with doing nothing today. That is counting Aaron Rodgers, 32 million so that's not like 16 million then in the hole if Rodgers decides and the Packers organization decides he wants to come back to green bay trading him to the jets and getting the most out of the trade cuz if we decide if we ask them to pick up some of this cap they're not going to give us what we want in compensation right yeah. that's part of the compensation that's, i don't want i want the most supposedly that's like the hold up but
0: that's not. Yeah, because
1: I heard they want the Packers actually to pick up more money. Um, because right now, the Jets actually can't take on Aaron Rodgers' contract. They have to restructure or cut some more people. So yeah, I, they, I heard they, like.
0: They, they made a move today. They restructured uh, CJ Ozamas, the tight end. Yeah, they but I think I read
1: there's still either 2 or $12 million over for what they would need.
0: Yeah, I, I'm um, just saying they, they started they did. making some moves, yeah
1: they did so getting back into the numbers right so this year 32 million on the Packer's roster through the through the whole season. great We stay 16 mil whatever if we trade him before June 1st all of his signing but all of his future signing bonuses through 2026 have to get paid up front. so it'll cost us 40.3 million. Which is eight million more than his cap hit, so we would be down to about eight million dollars, right? Yeah. And that's like the the worst situation this year. Now here's where it gets real ugly. Uh, oh, we can also save twenty five million dollars by restructuring the folks on the team right now that are still eligible for restructure. And then with Sean Gary, which is like another 10. So we could get about another 35 million under. But that's like what ifs, things like that. Yeah. Um, now, here's the shit where it gets fucking crazy. So say we decide to keep Rodgers. And then in the future, right? Here's what the cap hits are. If he is on the Packers roster as of the end of the year next year, which means theoretically they're going to be the cap hits. So if he say he plays a year and retires 40.7 million next year in dead space, 59 million in 2025, 53 million in 2026.
0: So if, <clears throat> if he retires, we're pretty much fucked the next couple of years.
1: Yes. So now they even get worse than this. So, no, that was if he plays. That's if he plays. If oh, he okay. Retired, I thought that was so, if he retired. So I'll, I'll read this. No, I did say that. I meant to say if he plays. So, again, by trading Rodgers right now, the Packers will face $40 million in dead money today.
0: And nothing but, he didn't, Yeah.
1: But okay. nothing after.
0: Nothing after
1: things get much worse in the future if rogers plays for the packers in 2023 and retires or is traded after the 2023 season the dead money in 2024 is 68.2 million and 76.8 in 2025 that we cannot get out of due to the way his contract was structured so we literally will pay a man One hundred and thirty million dollars within two years to never. Well, we won't pay him. The money doesn't go to him. It's dead. It's just the NFL doesn't allow you to reuse it. One hundred and thirty million over the next twenty four and twenty five just to have him play in twenty three. So that's where my want now changes. Trade the man like as a Packer fan, not as an Aaron Rodgers fan, as a Packer fan. We cannot sustain two years of 70 million each year dead money. Can't like we're fucked. And I don't even and 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 when you look at this and you like really think about it and I'll tell you another thing before I kind of pass it off to you and then we move on. So say we let it. Say we pay this 40 million trade him move on right. At the projected cap space for 2024, we're $25 million uh, over the cap or under the cap. Sorry, I I always say that. But we have $25 million for 2024 projected to spend. If the second Rogers gets traded, we have $65 million in 2024. Adding in Love's fifth-year option, we still have $45 million to play with. That's not doing anything with anybody this year. That's just trading Rodgers. And not and only
0: – go ahead. Most most likely just Rashawn Gary then, right? We would have to
1: – His, is, his are... is an extension, so his first couple years are going to be low anyways. His big numbers yeah, okay. will hit on the back end. Yeah, okay. But – Here's what it of even get. to
0: play with. It at
1: 45 mil. That's counting love's fifth year option, because the fifth year option is 20 million for quarterbacks. And then we'll probably sign him to a long term deal if we pick up his fifth year option, which means it's gonna dramatically drop from 20 million. Cause again, you front load the contracts or backload the contracts. 2025, it jumps from 105 million open right now to 165 million dollars open. By getting rid of them. And then 2026, even bigger, 170 to 225. So it's very difficult for me today to say, because we talked about last week, like, not a gambling man, blah, blah, blah. To me, the biggest risk is thinking we're going to win a fucking Super Bowl in 2023, which means all of that is worth it. With Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Do we have a better chance of winning with Aaron Rodgers? I do believe we do. Do we have a better winning in 2025 with $75 million less cap room? No. Not a chance. And he's not fucking playing that long. He can't even figure out if he wants to play today. And we're hoping yeah. he plays three That's more what, years.
0: We And we talked about that, right? Like in, in text, I said that. And I told a buddy at work that too. I said, it's hard because he he's not – I don't think he's the same as Tom Brady, right? Like, I think there's just – there's something different about them. They're not the same person, but I just – like, he can't even – he can barely commit to playing year after year. You can't gamble that he's going to play four more years, I feel like, at the rate he's going. Even if he won – I think, like, if you won a Super Bowl, like, say he goes, some, say he goes he's to gone. And the Super Bowl, he's, like, definitely done then, I feel. Well, like. even if
1: he stays in Green Bay and we win in 2023, we're looking at 2024, 2025,
0: and 2026 cap hell yeah. to win and that Super Bowl. basically so to probably trade away people and cut people. You're
1: selling your soul to win a Super Bowl. Would I do it? 100%. If somebody tomorrow was like, you are in cap hell for the next three years and you win 2023 – I would say, fuck it, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: what teams do. That happens. I see that happen all the time.
1: But it's not guaranteed. No, 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 no.
0: Yeah, I know. But, you it's know less mean? guaranteed you
1: than – Look at it's the less garan- Yeah, 100%. They did. But now look at where they're at. They are struggling to put a team together.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to trade away Jalen Ramsey. It, and. You know
1: so, I mean? But I think there's less chance of Aaron Rodgers returning in 2024 – than there is of us winning a Super Bowl in 2023. So, like, to the Green Bay Packers, say he comes back for 2023. I don't. I'm not but Now we're looking at a 59 million dollar dead cap hit because he retired. You know. Yeah. So while I would love to see 12 retire a Green Bay Packer, I would love to see 12 go out with a Super Bowl win. I would lo- like. It's not probable. So well, because you, I think you.
0: You know what I mean? Sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you forget that, like, you, you're you a fan of the team, right? Like, you start to, which is why in the last episode I said, like, my expectation, because you look at it like it's not just your favorite players all the time. I mean, we, we fall in love with guys, and in two years, they're no longer Packers. You know what I mean? Like, well, they're
1: not even in the league because yeah, they just don't have you know, it
0: in it. So, I, and I think it's obviously different when you're talking about somebody of caliber of Aaron Rodgers, but I look at the future, you know what I mean? Do I'm, I'm not one of those guys where if we make it to the playoffs every year, I'm cool with it. That means you're competitive. I think that there's something to be said and to be, you know what I mean? Proud of, or it's, you know what I mean? That your organization can put together a competitive team. I know that, championships is the ultimate measuring stick. But at the same time, like, this is the argument I have with Bears fans. Like, dude, your, your organization is shit, man. You guys haven't – when's the last time you guys were fucking relevant? Here's and, well, the thing. You don't have any Super Bowls in the last – but, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Like,
1: we're competitive. There's still something to be said about that. Like, playoff losses hurt more than any loss. But here's the difference. As a fan, what do we look forward to? A team playing. The longer they play, the happier I am. When they lose in the playoffs, am I devastated? Am I sad? Am I miserable? Yeah. But I still got another week to watch them. So, yeah. like, yeah, and, I will definitely take playoff football. You can
0: hold on that, you got the, that you got the chance to even be in the position.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, these, and,
0: and These teams, these fans, they're like, bro, you, your team's never even making it. Like, You,
1: you don't – yeah, you have no hope going in.
0: Like, so that you're fucking I say miserable. All that, I say all that because it's like, fucking, man, let them trade them do what's best for the organization at this so
1: does point, you want, So does your want change as well? Because I thought, if I remember right, you were also on the on the level of, hey, if he does, back, yeah, let's yeah, make was, it one I last ride. The,
0: that one last ride where it was just the one year, but that's before you broke down all this cap stuff. You know what I mean? Like, well, it would be cool to go for one more, I think, I, I don't know, I think that, not You're bad, risking the, the year, future of your footage. The franchise. year before was that one more. That was it, you know. What and I, mean? I think
1: that's as fans, and I'll wrap my part up. And I'll with this. That's as like as fans, we want to know this is the last ride because we want one more year to know it's the last ride. Like to know it's the finality of it. This last year, nobody really. I didn't expect this. If I'm gonna be dead honest, after he signed that three-year deal. I assumed he was gonna play at least two of them because of the amount of money the Packers invested in him. Yeah. And so, I think you
0: actually said that in one of the off season yeah. podcast episodes too. You said yeah, that so, you expected him at least you said two, not the whole three. You said you thought two, which
1: yeah. Which I would be I would be okay and I would live with, hey man, I'm forty, I'm done. We didn't do it the last two years. I'm hanging him up. I would be okay with that. But you knew somewhat as a fan that there was a finality to it. What's killing us, I believe, because of how much, how big of a fan of Aaron Rodgers we are and how much he's meant to the organization is, what hurts right now is like we never got to say goodbye. Like we never got to make peace with it on the field. Yeah. So it's like – my wants are like my true like fan. That's not fan of a Packer. That's fan of Aaron Rodgers wants. But when I look at it and go, man, I'm a I'm a Packer fan. Him coming back to the Packers in 23 could handcuff us for the next three years. And do I want to watch a miserable ass team, 24, 25, and 26, all because we went all in to come up short? I don't. I think that's uh, that's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Like, just well, doing the
0: hard this. part is, is it's because it's not guaranteed that you're going to win a championship. Like it, it, it would have to be a hindsight thing. Like if in two years somebody says, "Hey, you were guaranteed to win," you just didn't know it. I'd be like,
1: fuck, man, wish we would have did it then. But well, yeah. and I'm. This isn't about Ian Rodgers. This is now about the organization. And, and then I truly am done with the Packers. I don't have the confidence I had in this roster today that I had. Prior to the Devontae trade last year when we signed Aaron Rodgers a year ago today, when we signed Aaron Rodgers a year ago today, in my head I was like, this team can win a championship. This team today with Aaron Rodgers at the helm I don't believe can win a championship. Like, we need to bring in free agents. We need to do some, some type of splash in the draft where that guy makes a difference day one. I don't feel as though – now, can we get hot? Of course. Any team can get hot. Any team can, can go on a run. I mean, we did it in 2010. If anybody said in the beginning of 2010, like, oh, look at us. with the Green Bay Packers. We're going to win a championship. No one had that faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. He came as a dunk horse. Could that happen? Of course it could. But it could happen with Jordan Love just as as well as it could happen with Aaron Rodgers. So, like, I just don't – because I don't think we have this extremely talented roster. I don't. Like, our defense is, but if it plays anywhere close to the way it played last year – we are fucked no matter who's at quarterback. Yeah. Because we, like, our safety position is worse. Outside linebacker is worse until Rashawn Gary gets healthy. Like, you, you can't tell yeah,
0: our, me. Our, our, our team did not, as of right now, our team has not gotten better on defense.
1: And our team hasn't gotten better at our weapons. We have zero fucking tight ends. We have very young receivers on the roster today. Our running back is the strongest fucking. Crew out of the entire team, and it's two people. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I think we're going to be competitive, but I don't think we're a competitor if I had to close the book today and make a make a decision. But Aaron Rodgers coming back doesn't make us a Super Bowl favorite to me. No. Um, no. So it's
0: funny. It's go. I'll let, yeah, go ahead and finish. I no. Know. So,
1: I mean, the last thing, like for that part, I was going to say is, so why risk the next multiple years and even say the fucking guy restructures his contract and you can only push it out five years in the NFL. So now we're going to make the cap hit lower in 24 and 25. Well, 26, 27, and 28, we are fucked. It's inevitable. anything. You can't get it, past it without – Because trading. he's not going to take less money. Yeah. We've seen it. He's not going to take less money. So all we're doing is pushing shit to the future, hoping – hoping to win a championship. And it's like, we've done that now. How long since like 19. Yeah. And it never panned out. So I think you,
0: you had a contingency plan and it's time to, uh, to put that plan in place just from your investment, from the organizational standpoint, we had, you know what I mean? 15 years of him starting, we got one super bowl. That's more than some whole franchises have. I just think that when you took love, you had to have a plan you had to say in X amount of years, this guy is gonna get implemented as our starter no matter what because of our investment in him. And I think I just think that it's now. I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers. I would yeah, I would love to have him again, but at at the the cost that it's gonna come at and the guarantee that he's gonna we're gonna go through the same shit next year. Maybe next year he says, Ah, you know what? Yeah, I do wanna get traded. You know what I mean? It's just
1: and like the cap, he doesn't down, out, lower. He has
0: to keep playing. Yeah. Let him keep playing. And
1: that's the thing. We're in this
0: forward with the organization.
1: I don't understand why. Cause I don't understand the cap as well as obviously this dude who wrote this article, who's like a cap guru, but like the cap in the future, like if we don't trade him this year, we are fucked in the future. No matter what we do with him, if he just yeah. gets traded, if he retires, the even only if thing he plays, that's even if he well, plays
0: you're still for you can't sign anybody, can't extend people. We
1: are, but we're less fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like he, yeah. he's at least like 17 million dollars less fucked. But like I I, I want to piggyback off of something you said and again, I we apologize for people coming that were like, man, these going so yeah, to do a good talk 20 minutes cheese in.
0: in this venison sausage.
1: <sighs> you can have all the sausage you want. Uh, anyways, um you said like you drafted a contingency plan. You got to roll with him. And here's the thing: we give the young man two years. We four four year, sign him to the fifth year option, and you fucking move on. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you don't hold on to a less talented person just because you drafted him. So like you give him a, a legitimate two year. Look at him, and if Twelve comes back. And then we have to send Jordan sign Jordan Love to a fifth year contract, which is twenty fucking million dollars.
0: And then you don't even know what you're getting.
1: And (laughs) Rogers Cap hit is already forty dead. Forty dead in twenty-four. So that's sixty million for your quarterback spot. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? For for and love could be well below average. So now you're paying for a Mike White. You're paying for a you you uh, playing for a a Joe Burrow you're playing for Joe Burrow and you're getting a Mike White and it's like damn like although we don't do we, even know
0: he might be worse than Mike White Mike White wasn't uh,
1: too bad Mike White was balling bro I just yeah. saw a thing you'll like this uh hey if we trade Aaron Rodgers to the Jets make sure you get Mike White instead of a seventh rounder back he's
0: a free agent so
1: they don't he's not even with them
0: nah we getting Mike White no anyway
1: anyways so
0: um, I, I, I onto the wanna, I do want to okay. say, it's funny, like I've been watching a lot of like ESPN and, and po- listening to podcasts and stuff, a lot more than usual, and it's crazy to see all these analysts and these people, these writers that were always dogging Rogers, talking about how great he is, how underrated he is, how he... Elevates the Jets to Super Bowl contenders. And I'm like, dude, this is the same guy you guys shit on for fucking the last five years. All of a sudden, he's great because he's out of our market. I don't know. It just seemed kind of funny.
1: It, it's what we've talked about how many times. They've wanted him out for how long? And now that it's possible, he's the he's the darling of the NFL media because now he's going to bring in the revenue or the whatever the fuck they've needed for the last whatever because he couldn't do it in Green Bay which I think personally, and again, this is a very Homer uh, thought that the Packers being good is good for the NFL. But obviously the Packers having superstars in their eyes is not because anytime we get one, they immediately become this fucking dog to the media. They just get walked around like they're fucking worthless. And it's what we're gonna to have to deal with, really, for the rest of our lives, because of <laughs> the fact that we're the smallest media market, and and nobody wants us to have somebody that's a multi-million-dollar superstar wasted away. And it is what it is. Like, it's annoying, but it's I mean, they did the same.
0: Like, we're like one of the biggest fan bases globally, so I don't. Yeah, see but it how doesn't we're like really the smallest market.
1: But look at the commercials Devante started doing after getting to.
0: To Vegas, yeah. To Vegas, kind of it was like and,
1: overnight. It was like, hey, this is the guy now, and it's like, well, why couldn't he have been the guy?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And you're right. Our, our guys get local uh, David Gruber commercials and shit like that. Hundred
1: yeah. call Gruber, my guy.
0: But yeah, but anyway, I'm I'm sure there's gonna be some news. So moving
1: to the Bucks, talking about the same thing, he's one of the few. Wisconsin stars that I think has bucked that trend. If I'm going to be honest, cool. and no pun intended, Giannis. Giannis.
0: Yeah, like yeah.
1: He's, yeah,
0: he's a gl- I mean, dude, he's. But I think it's because of his
1: global. Yeah, his global status changes the fact that the NBA couldn't, and I think his personality too. Right, the NBA yeah, couldn't it, bash him because well, you
0: couldn't even. You couldn't ignore it. You can't ignore. It's kind of the same thing though. When Yao Ming was around. Yao Ming was on a lot of shit because of because of how big that market is. Just alone, the Chinese and Houston, market
1: and Houston's a small market according to the NBA. So yeah, you're right. Like it's a very similar. You,
0: you can't ignore it, so it's you know what I mean. You ride the coattails. I'm sure they would much rather have Giannis in New York or LA, but I don't think he needs to be there because you see when he goes to LA when they go to New York and play. There's like sections of Greek people, so like I really don't think they need it, but I'm sure they would love it.
1: Yeah, but it, uh, what, my point of that part was like it hasn't detracted away from his opportunities outside of basketball. Yeah, and it I think it has He's a lot got a to do with Disney movie, man. Like you know what I mean. I th- and I For think his- a lot to, a lot has to do with good luck trying to bash a guy of his personality and his charisma and his. Kindness and like how he is, because the media would lose that battle. You yeah. can bash Aaron because he's a COVID vaccine denier. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like Giannis, what has he ever done that people can sit there and go, man, "This guy's a piece of shit"? He asked for a fifty piece at Chick Fil A, like yeah, <laughs> you know, like. But but you know what I'm getting at? Like he yeah, doesn't no, yeah, do things sure. in the media. He That's doesn't do saying. things
0: like it's it's impossible to ignore in... it. You can't. But
1: if he was that maybe, like, if he had some inflamed remarks or if he had hot takes that the media could roll with, I have no doubt in my mind they would fucking bash him. They would slaughter him.
0: Well, did you see they were trying to get on him for – he was on The Daily Show, and the guy was making him read, like, comments to other basketball players?
1: I saw the – I didn't see the clip. I saw the headline.
0: Okay, so, like, I watched it because I was, like – Cause I saw somebody like literally talking shit about it. Like, like Giannis uh, shouldn't be doing this. This is bad for the league. And I watched it and I was like, bro, he's like laughing. Like he's like trying not to say the things that the host is asking him to say. Like it's part of the fucking show. But he even said like, it was like, uh, oh, shit. I should pull it up. But it was like, he was said something about KD and something about LeBron. And, but, like, afterwards, he was like, KD is the best player in the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's clearly doing it for this show and not in real life. And he's, and he's barely even doing it for the show. Like, he doesn't want to do it. These people were trying to, like, run him through the mud about it. And I was like, dude, it, it's a fucking show. He didn't come up there and say that to a reporter or some shit like that.
1: And he's he's not the first person to do it. I mean, players have been doing that, reading bad tweets all, for, like, years
0: yeah it, it just was-
1: happens to be that it's the small market guy that has no everybody loves him, and now it's our turn to turn the tables because he tries to get triple doubles by throwing the ball off the backboard to himself <laughs> with seven seconds left. Like I think that goes to a person it's like when I saw that, I laughed and was like, that's a total honest thing to do. Yeah. He's like,
0: a jokester. He's like a he's funny guy. He you know fucking I
1: mean? tells dad jokes at press conferences. Like yeah. no, he's I saw like KD,
0: KD like tweeted something about him after that, so like something like big upping him. So I don't think it was like taken that way by the actual players, which is really what matters, I guess.
1: Yeah, but uh, I just hate I mean, we both I mean, fuck, we've bashed the media so much on our podcast, Jeez. like I'm surprised we haven't been canceled. <laughs> I'm surprised like ESPN hasn't contacted us to sue us for defamation let's, or let's something. Let's
0: shut down this podcast with three listeners at all. Yeah,
1: know. hey, you guys stop talking about my people. But I don't know, man. I, so moving to the Bucks, they did end up losing Saturday up. Yeah, they were on a 16,
0: 16 game Yep, 16. Um, lost to the Sixers
1: on Saturday. Lost to the Sixers in overtime, maybe. Maybe it went overtime. Mm. Um, if not, it. Fucking no, in the I don't end, think like it
0: came to overtime. They we talked about in the it fourth quarter,
1: yeah. They were down 18, and we talked about it a little bit on the pod. And, and Someone made a comment in my life that something like six, 18 points in the NBA today is nothing, and I agree with that comment. But we're supposed to be a defensive minded team, yeah. And that, like, losing to a team that I think is beneath us, I do believe we're better than the 76ers, I do too, while being up 18 in my opinion, like hurts because it's like, no, like you don't lose that game. You played exactly how you needed to play for 40 minutes. And the last eight, you just let an old and washed up James Harden drop 24 on you in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. And, and Drew he was said that bullshit falls too, though. I, I watched it. Like he was getting those, let me jump into you and then flail back. Like you hit me first.
1: Yeah, which those are supposed to be away from – out of the NBA now, but yeah. obviously – no, he got
0: a, He got at least two of those, and, I mean, that's – you know what I mean? I think one was on an and one. You're talking about maybe four or five points right there.
1: But I just think from, like uh, – uh, I think that's the – the cru- and, and we we'll, we can talk a little bit, too, about Bud's rotations because uh, that's part of what I'm going to bring up. But, like, I think that's the crux of this Bucks team is, like, we just – I mean, we were up 16 against the uh, – maybe not the Magic, against somebody, and I look five minutes later and we're, like, up two. Yeah. We ended up winning the game,
0: but we it's just, like, leads.
1: super easily. Like, we get very complacent, it seems like. But then it goes into – I'll let you comment, and then I'll go to my next point.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, they, they do – they blow leads.
1: But I think it's not just complacency. Bud's rotations make no sense to me ever. And I'll use two examples recently because I know we've both been following them pretty closely. On Saturday, a young man named Grayson Allen went off for 20 in the third quarter to put us up that 18. Well, I think going into the fourth, we were up 16, and then we went up 18. He didn't play a minute of the fourth quarter. Like – I don't, I would love to sit down with him just once and be like, can you explain that to me? Can you explain to me how that?
0: I I mean, I don't know. So, devil's advocate here. I didn't, I don't watch, I didn't watch the game like this closely to know, but maybe Doc changed up his lineup because Grayson's not the best defender. So, if they go, if they go small, he, you know what I mean? He, I don't think he can, you know what I mean? He's, he's not going to be able to hang with Harden. Even though Harden dropped that many in the fourth quarter anyway, but so yeah, maybe I guess, that's why he didn't play.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see what you're though? saying. The but guys I just hate
0: Corny in the quarter, he's hot. Let him fucking keep
1: let him cook. He, he consistently goes away from the hot player. And then the next game, which is the one I think we gave up the big lead but ended up winning. Yeah, I think Javon matchup. Javon Carter was balling. He was balling at the foot the end of the first half. I was listening to it. I was hanging out. And listening to the game because it wasn't on TV, and he had like three straight threes, and just he was balling. Comes yeah. out, doesn't play the third quarter, and the whole time as they're coming back, I'm like yelling at myself in my head, going, "Where the fuck is Javon Carter?" Yeah, and it's, you know, and like
0: he's, he's actually a decent. De- he's a pretty good defender, I
1: think. Well, he's been balling lately. Yeah, he had a he huge game yesterday, yesterday. twenty
0: four yesterday. And then yeah, so that and that's where. It's, it's funny that you brought up defense before and like to piggyback off of that, because one of the points I wanted to make today was in yesterday's game, like a double-edged sword here. We won without Giannis and Drew, right? Which is a big deal. I think you can win a game without two your top two best players. I think that's a good look at your depth. Carter had 24. Uh, Crowder had 15. I think Bobby had sixteen.
1: Bobby Brooke, had sixteen. Book had twenty-seven, and yeah, Middleton had twenty. Middleton
0: had twenty-four, right? And so, like, you know what I mean? I was like, man, that's a good sign at our depth, but we gave up like a hundred and thirty points or a hundred and twenty something. Now points.
1: you're missing probably your two best defensive. I know, players. I know that. So, that's,
0: so like that, that's what I was getting at. My point was, if we are not going to be able to win without those guys like so say drew gets banged up i don't know if you know what i mean defensively we can hang because unless middleton gets more consistent with scoring and bud rides the hot hands more i don't know if we can play the defense that we need to play
1: yeah and i that's what i was
0: saying double-edged sword like cool that you got the depth to win without your two best players but not a good sign that you're giving up 130 points to a whack-ass orlando team you know what i mean
1: and that that was gonna be my next point, and I think it's actually the strength of our roster with trading for Jay Crowder, who yeah. in my opinion has meshed really well. Like no, dude, they look like
0: he looks like he's been part of the team all year.
1: He's been play, honestly. Yeah, I agree with that. But my what my point what what I was gonna say is he's been consistent as hell and he's played defense. He's literally done exactly what when we signed away seventy-eight second round draft picks. We (laughs) probably told him, hey, this is what we need from you. We need you to hit the open shot. We need you to play physical fucking defense. And we just need you to rebound the ball. Like, because he doesn't do – like, from from listening – I've listened to the last few games, and then I watched a little bit of one of them. It sounds, because most of it's been listening, like he doesn't do anything outside of what he is, like, being asked to do. He's not trying to – Drive like you know what I'm saying. Like he's just not doing shit that's like no, outside he, of. He's a
0: perfect role player. He knows his role and doesn't try to focus on anything outside of what he's asked to do and what he's good at. Because there's games where he won't he won't shoot or sc- score any points, but you'll see he had eight rebounds. You know what I mean? And you, obviously you can't. There's no statistic for defense. So you just think there well, is he,
1: defensive, there is like defensive efficiency. I'd have to look oh, up, but I bet, but I bet know, he hasn't played enough possessions. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. The box, yeah.
0: Kind of so you know what I mean. Like outside of those outside of that <clears throat> box score, man, he I, I think he's doing, you know what I mean. He that's exactly what you need. Those are the guys that help you win championships, they don't yes. try to do too much. He's not there, was no Giannis Drew, he wasn't out there trying to ball like no, he, wasn't he was just to playing when his score 20 points. He's like, I do the same shit that I do all the time.
1: And that's the thing, like the consistency. I feel like this organization feeds off of consistency. And that's what PJ was. That's what Jays brought. And I wanted to bring up – I have a question when we're talking depth. So it's kind of a double-edged question in a way. One, we're bringing in another depth guy, which could hurt minutes for – uh Grayson Allen. It could hurt minutes for Javon Carter with Goran Drogic coming in, right? Yeah. Which Goran Drogic plays defense. He's physical. He facilitates. I actually like the pickup. But here's I like, where I like him as a player. He, here's where my question is. We are literally handing a coach that we say doesn't manage a roster well, because I don't I don't think he does. So maybe we're not saying that. I am saying that. The line well, he, yeah, like the players on the yeah. court, yeah. the the five on the court when they're on the court, not so much like his lineup, so his starting five or his who he goes to on the or bench. Or the rotation
0: the, was that's what.
1: Yeah, like who he's playing when he's playing them. I always am like, what? This doesn't, you know, like this doesn't yeah, make yeah, sense. Yeah.
0: Like after the game, you like you yeah. said, Javon Carter that one game he didn't play the whole. Fourth quarter,
1: or whatever, third quarter. Yeah. Like, so, my question to you is Are we handing somebody that doesn't manage rotations well a Swiss Army knife, hoping he figures it out? Well,
0: I think the thing with Dragic is you really don't need him that much. So, like, I don't know if it's like veteran presence, playoff experience. Um, now, if you ask me which guys he could take minutes from, I would say probably some of Grayson's, uh, definitely Pat Connaughton's, um, maybe some of Javon's. But, like, those guys don't have um,
1: consistent
0: minutes anyway.
1: Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm
0: saying? So, like, I I don't know if it's going to add a wrench into what Bud does, like, in terms of make it worse, because I do think he mismanages rotations or just, you know what I mean, does questionable – questionable things uh, in terms of who's on the court. And and like you said, who is on the court and when they are on the court. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to hinder by giving them another option. It's just going to be either another guy that he makes a smart play with or another guy. It's like, bro, why didn't you play this guy? But, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, so then my next question is we all know that, or uh, I guess the, the lifelong, uh, as long as we've been alive, like, Adage of the NBA is the roster shrink in the playoffs, right? Yeah. You need seven guys, eight guys max that's going to play important minutes for you. Do you think – well, kind of two questions. Do you think, one, we need to do that with this roster this year? Two, do you think we will? Because it seems like – and it could be Bud preparing for the playoffs and getting the guys that need some rest some rest. And when I say rest, I'm talking playing 25 minutes instead of 35. Um, Like, ready for the playoffs. So, like, do we stay as deep as we've been with the starting five, not counting? and So, Middleton hasn't been in there. So, Drew, Drew, I think it's Drew, Grayson, Giannis, Brooke, and Portis, right? Maybe I'm missing somebody Um, or fucking something up. I think that's the starting five. And then... And then you add I in. Know, I, never, I never looked. So that's theoretically, that's the five. And then you add in. Uh, so it was the Wizards when Javon Carter got hot. But okay. so it's, yeah, Giannis, Drew, Allen, Lopez, and Pat Connaughton started that game. But on top of that, Ingles, Carter, Portis, Crowder, and then some dude named A. Green. I, don't, I actually don't know who that is. AJ Green, who, he's a
0: he, uh, he was on he's on a two way contract.
1: Okay. Yeah, I saw his name that he had like six minutes, and I was like, who? Um yeah. but that's nine, and then you're counting Drogic, that's ten. And Bochamp. Uh, Bochamp hasn't played in weeks. Yeah, he's, he's been playing for the herd instead. Yeah. yeah. And I think someone in that game was a scratch, but maybe not. But my I say all that to say do you see this? Oh, is, <laughs> it, yeah, I love Thanasis, dude. I really do. Like, I love—I just love him. Like, he just makes me smile. He's such a happy it, dude. It is
0: cool to see. Oh, him. Middleton.
1: So Middleton. So that's that's eleven. That's eleven guys. Yeah. So where does that roster shrink? Because I think it well, has to.
0: Okay, I think. So one one thing, it's good to get these guys playing time, even if it's a rotation, they're not playing every game. Um, Because keep your, keep, keep your knife sharpened, right? Make sure everybody's in a good spot and not, Hey, to
1: contribute if asked to pop.
0: Exactly. If the situation calls. And I do think roster roster um, rotation, the way it's played out is one matchups. Who are you playing against? How do you match up against that team? does this guy fit in to playing 20 minutes like he usually does? Or is he going to need to play 26 because aren't the matchups favorable for us? Or is he going to need to play nine because it's not so favorable or maybe not
1: yeah. play I, any
0: at all because we have another guy that can help. So and, I think and we
1: saw that prior to the Middleton injury last year, um, with certain guys because of the matchup. So I think you hit on a piece that I wasn't thinking of that is like super crucial that I think we actually do pretty well as an organization. Yeah. Um, Well,
0: and they, they, I mean, a lot of people said they got Crowder for Tatum.
1: Exactly. And that was going to be my next. Not
0: any other, like not any, any other team, but Boston. My point to support your
1: point was going to be that
0: way a lot more. And if you know what I mean, in that series, if that comes,
1: that's where we need those 26, 27 minutes. And maybe Joe Ingles gets 12 because Joe Ingles is getting cooked like a holiday ham. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think you make a really good point um, that, Hey, maybe the same eight that play against the Knicks aren't going to be the same eight that play against, the team in the next series because against the Knicks, Joe Ingles might've been that, uh, that player that creates a mismatch because of his outside shooting. And then against Boston, Joe Ingles can't handle the defensive assignments, but Jay Crowder can, and doesn't lose as much. Like there's not so much drop off offensively that you have to like completely play chess. So I think you make a really good point. Like out eight, series one might not be the eight series two depending on the matchups and we might you know. see a guy we might not see a guy at all and then we might see a guy non-stop um, and I think we saw that in the the year we won it all if I remember correctly now we had injuries but I thought that was the year Bobby was a little annoyed because he wasn't getting a ton of clock yeah and then in the finals Bobby was great and it was like we, hindsight, we looked back and said, oh, that was a bad matchup for Bobby Porters. Now, you and I don't think as fans agreed with it, but, like, analysts were saying, or whatever, were like, yeah, that yeah. wasn't well, a good matchup.
0: Yeah. Whereas There's I think Bobby can you cover. Got, you, you got to, I feel like if you got a hot guy, you disregard that. You force the other team to match up with you and not the other way around. Like, you know what I mean? You try to. Yeah. I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but.
1: Um, it, no, it does. It does. Like You know what I mean? Like Because that's. I thought Bobby was hot
0: against you because Bobby is hot. Now, if Bobby's not hitting, they don't really worry about him. like, well, he's not liability really. You know, we can attack and we can play this lineup and he can't cover blah, blah, blah. But if Bobby's hot, that means the guy you got out there is not doing his job. So then you got to adjust. I don't know. I I I do. do, I think, I feel like we pull the
1: plug. We pull the plug faster historically than I feel like the opposite team does. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, if and it has to do also with starting lineups. Like Bud goes away from people because he can't trust somebody maybe defensively, and then he never comes back to him when say that Jason Tatum goes out for the six minutes that he is. And now you put in the Joe Ingles because he doesn't have to. We don't have to rely on him locking up Jason Tatum. We need to rely on him locking up who you know
0: whoever yeah. Jason Tatum's now, backup is.
1: Like and it. I feel like. I feel like that's something that Bud doesn't do great is he doesn't then go to that guy that, hey, maybe I can find a spark by getting yeah, in this.
0: Yeah, and he's not good. Mm. And that's what I, I say this all the time because of the coaching tree he comes from, Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is the king of that. Yeah. He, he would he would take uh, Parker out in three minutes if he was playing like shit. Like, no.
1: Yeah. He, or he, you know anybody. That,
0: yeah, he didn't care. Mm. He would sit Duncan. You're 0 for three already, man. Sit your ass down. I'm gonna bring in a uh, Tiago ta- splitter.
1: Yeah, which takes us back to Saturday when we lost the uh, the to the Sixers. There was a time in that fourth quarter. Again, I didn't watch. You were not like analyzing, but you had the game on. That Giannis was playing poorly. He was turning the ball over consistently, and he was yeah. allowing them to come back. That he he lacks the ability to pull the pull somebody when they're struggling and just give them a minute because sometimes that changes a player's mindset. It just changed. Like yeah. he was and historically now, I don't know for Saturday specifically, but historically every time Giannis has one of those kind of meltdowns, if you will, I think that might be a harsh word to use, but I'll just call it a meltdown for all intents and purposes, but it's been because he's trying to do too much. Yeah, right? he's trying to fucking score, and then he gets into a position that he's just not comfortable in, or he fucking runs someone over going seventy-five miles an hour. And I feel like Bud never pulls him to be like, "Hey, slow down." We're up yeah. twelve? You take, know what I mean? Like, take a minute. And because he, he's he's not
0: he's being detrimental to the team anyway.
1: Like, exactly, but the
0: ball over. He's getting sloppy. He's getting frustrated.
1: But I think you make a really good point.
0: He's competing like, I'm the MVP, not Embiid. Because I think that that goes through his head. Not like being cocky, but just being competitive. Like, this is the other guy that everybody's saying is the best player in the world. He does sometimes, I feel like he gets in those modes. Like, let me show you why I'm the best player in the world.
1: And there's times where he does show it. And and we don't give Bud enough credit for saying, hey, Giannis is gonna play 38 minutes today because yeah. he's hot. But hey, if we're gonna if we're gonna give him the props when he lets Giannis drop 40, like we gotta we gotta call him out when it's like, hey man, maybe you, you relied too much on this guy and you didn't rely on the depth that the front office has given you in a situation where your guy was being detrimental to the team. And I think that's the best point you made through all of that is like he's incapable of recognizing when his stars are being detrimental to the team. Yeah. And like the whole
0: goes cold, like fucking pull him,
1: man. Yeah. And the whole, like, Oh, he'll shoot himself out of a slump. That only works or that only applies when you don't have depth. (laughs) Like, Hey, I either go from a Chris Middleton or when you're
0: up 12 or up four, you know what I mean? 30.
1: Yeah. Let the dude shoot (laughs) himself out of a slump. I'm cool with that, but you can't go from, a, a borderline star to your worst player on the roster. Cause you don't, the point I'm trying to make is in, in our current makeup of our team, we don't have to do that. Yeah. If Giannis is struggling, pull him and put Bobby Portis in. And if Bobby's on the court, then put Brooke in cause you pulled Booker or, or put in Jay for a few minutes and let Giannis just think yeah, like, just,
0: the, this is the whole purpose of getting this well-rounded, team with so much depth because I, I honestly i mean the celtics have depth too and they're 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 a team that's built really well but outside of that I, there's not another team i feel that has the depth that we have and the variations gonna... of players you know what i mean like i feel like we literally have every type of player you know what i mean? I, that, I agree and i think the guy that stretches one... the floor and can hit threes the guy that can block shots and hit threes, like we got, you know what I mean? We got. The and I think point there's one can play D.
1: We got the guy that can go down low and bang with Bobby, like yeah. And you know, you I got think the great one... guy
0: defense, Jay Crowder. Like we, we literally there's... have every like one of every type of player.
1: There's a guy on the Boston roster that gives me nightmares, and I truly believe that if we contain him, it doesn't matter what Jason Tatum done, doesn't matter what Jalen Brown does. But this fucking guy drives me nuts. And we've, we haven't had an answer for him in two years, and it's Grant Williams. Like, when yeah. we allow Grant Williams to go off, the entire team falls apart. And I think – so theoretically, we're speaking now in the future. Say Grant Williams starts to have a game like he did game six last year, and he just starts hitting everything. That's when you, you put Giannis on him. And you say, Giannis, we no longer need you to score 40. We need you to just hold him to 10. Yeah, let <laughs> like, the other guy
0: score. And let
1: the other guys score and let, let, let Crowder focus on Jason Tatum. Like, you don't have to carry that burden anymore. Yeah. And and if, if Horford's stepping out and hitting it, hey, Brooke, understand you've been a cog to this defense all year. This matchup isn't right for you. Put Bobby on him. And I think that's what our depth allows us to do. I just wonder if we're going to do it. Like, that's yeah. what worries me. Like, I-, I don't feel like we have the Greg Popovich that's like, bro, Brook's getting cooked right now because Grant Williams doesn't play down low. If he went down low, Brook would have a field day with him. But that's not his game. Yeah. So how, do we, how does Bud manage the current depth going into the playoffs when the rosters do shrink and people do get hot? Is he going to stick with his guys? Or is he going to go, no, I was given 12 players to create a rotation with. And this guy's not handling it tonight.
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, def, I, I definitely like Middleton off the bench. So I hope that that kind of stays in that rotation. Because I think that sometimes, like, if, I don't know, like, does Bud's like, I have to ride with my guys, you know, like, and he doesn't want to make moves that way. And it's sometimes like, hey, man, you got to ride with these other guys. You know, use the 12 guys that you're given. And I think he will. I think that's the. I think that like everything that we've done so far in terms of um, assembling the roster that that we have right now with Dragic, I think it's geared towards that.
1: Yeah, I I just worry that he gets back into his level of comfort of like, I know these guys and I know they can play well. You're right, but yeah. you're right. We want a championship with the, that cog, that Middleton book. Drew and Giannis, but you've been given tools in your toolbox that you may have to use. And I just worry that he doesn't have the forethought, the foresight to use it because he hasn't shown that, um, especially not recently. And we live off of a recent bias in, yeah. in sports. Like, I don't, I know Middleton going down last year was a huge blow to the team and we didn't have the depth we have this year. I get it. But there's no reason we had that collapse. Like, we should have at least been competitive.
0: Yeah. And we, and, and I we think that's the, that's, that, that, that's the hard part about Bud is, Bud is going to have those moments
1: like where we just fall apart.
0: Where, yeah. And I think the gamble is that Giannis can be good enough to, you know what I mean? Save us from enough of those games where Bud is just, doesn't seem like he's he's on even his B game. You know what I mean? Because I feel he like can... he's either like he's really good or he's really bad. And then the times that he's really bad, if Giannis is really good, it kind of saves him because we still win these games. But I you know what I mean? And I think he kind of sometimes he gets lucky that people don't see like the mistakes that he does make. I, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I you know. He, there's we have a championship. It's kind of hard to say, you know, that guy sucks, but uh, I don't think, I think he sucks. He I think his he I think his
1: in I don't think he sucks. I think his in-game no. management is poor, and I think we do lose games because of it. Yeah. Um. So it's it's hard for me to accept that because I do I think personally we're the most talented roster in the Eastern conference. And you could argue the NBA. I I could argue that. Right. So now it's about execution. How do they play? I think right now, again, regular season is different. I understand, but right now we're playing extremely well together and we're executing, but then how do we play in the playoffs? And I think a lot of that then has to do with the coaching and the roster management and the rotation management and and, and a little bit less to do with execution because the five out there are going to execute. Like it's, it's rare that you get blown out of a series, you know? Yeah. Um, you may have a bad game and that happens. I mean, shit, I think we got blown out the year we won it by Brooklyn game one by like 40. Yeah, um, it was bad, but it was about then he makes those out of game like changes. I think really well but he struggles with the in-game stuff and he struggles with a lead. And I don't know if that's like, he's just not a good motivator. He's not a good, uh, he doesn't handle like that type of pressure. Well, but like, I would be less, I guess less harsh on him if it wasn't as consistent as it was. Cause I feel like it's a, it's a consistent thing. Like he's consistently allowing teams back in. He's, um, consistently allowing his players to take the foot off the pedal. And again, I don't know. I don't want to completely shit on him. He has won us a championship. He's led us to some really awesome seasons, but this goes back to, and I'm not going to bring it full throttle into football, but like we say all the time, like we're glad to have one with 12, but we should have more. And yeah. that's how I feel with Giannis. Like if we look back on his career in 10 years, cause he's 28 now soon to be 28 or something say we look back seven years from now and we've only won the one championship i think it will be a failure on the franchise like again we'll, have, we'll be we'll literally be saying the same thing like yeah I, we're I happy mean, to you have to you have to
0: you have to remember that it's hard to win a championship you know what I'm
1: saying? Like, yes, but I'm just like the talent I see it as we waste, have. But,
0: I mean, you definitely not a waste. Think that, that we should have had more.
1: Yeah, not a waste. Just hindsight going, I think we should have had more. Could we have done it if we had a different coach? Or what was the piece in year X that we were missing? We all know last year we were missing the bruiser, the P.J. Tucker, the Jay yeah. Crowder. Now we have it. What's going to be – like if it doesn't pan out, what excuse – are we going to give this team? And right now I think the most viable, logical, realistic one is Bud's not the coach of the future. But again, this could be all a moot point because in three months we might be going, fuck, we want it all. Um, Or X player got injured and there was not much we could do because he was that important to the team. But I don't know. I just, I, I worry. That's my biggest worry for the rest of the season is his lack of in-game management.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I'm hoping, you know what I mean, that with the the pieces that we have that he's a little bit smarter, you know, maybe more trusting. Obviously, that's a good thing, too, about playing these guys throughout the year, you know, mixing it up is just to let, you know, let you know who you can trust in situations and who you can't. Because, like, I mean, think about, like, George Hill, he put him in last year a couple times, and he was getting cooked, and it's like, and then he wasn't hitting any shots. It's like, what the fuck is this guy here for now, you know? Um, So I think we have some better players in that sense, too. So hopefully he uses them right. I mean, you gotta have faith in him. We got a championship, but I think he has more moments than you would like for him to have that, you know what I mean? He, He gets in that, like, he, like, just out coaches and or like out coaches himself, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the times that we get out coach, he's like, it reminds me of like uh water boy that the coach, but he would get scared of the other coaches and shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I know exactly <laughs> he just gets in his about. head
0: or something. Like, he's just like, bro, something's I feel so like... obvious. You're like, play that guy. And he doesn't do it.
1: I feel like there, there's moments where the moment's almost too big for him. And he freezes. Yeah, And he just, like, kind of – he doesn't even call timeouts. He doesn't, you know?
0: No. And then the challenges, dude. He's the worst at these challenges.
1: He won one against the Magic, so let's not – Did he? Yeah, he did. against
0: the Sixers, there there was one that I thought he should have challenged and he didn't, and then he challenged something that was clear. I'm like, bro, you're just using your challenge to use it now because it's late in the game.
1: It seems like he's always a step behind. Like, he's kind of slow. But – I don't want to shit like I don't want this to be like no, shit I mean, on blood yeah, podcast, but like
0: we're we're playing great. So
1: right. moving on, forward,
0: wait no, I want to go back to something. Okay, the, the win streak. Even yes. though we lost to the Sixers, that 16 game win streak, Drew was balling. Yeah, balling, absolutely fucking balling on both
1: sides of the ball. And I'm glad you say that because that goes into what I wanted to move forward with.
0: Perfect segue.
1: Yeah, I just, perfect. I, you didn't I feel even know like it. He
0: he is like I don't want to act like he was a bad player last year because he was a great player last year, but I feel like he's significantly better this year than he was last year. Like he just seems to have more confidence in his own. I offense. was gonna
1: say the confidence because he needed to step up when Middleton was out, and he did, and now he's riding that like I can do this.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think he's a big reason for, for that win streak.
1: So I have a feeling the answer to your next question is Giannis. Antet- my next question is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I'll ask it, and if it is, then I have a caveat. Who is the most important piece to us winning a championship? If it's all said and done, what? uh that's Giannis of- for sure. Okay, yeah. so now not Giannis. Player, not Giannis. Drew. Who is the player? Yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask that because I've been on the fence with this, and here's why. And, you know, fucking steer me in the right direction, steer my brain in the right direction. My brain, or like 90% of me, goes, it's, it's true, 100%. If Drew plays like he's played all year, he's going to be the most important piece with the exception of 34. But then the other, like I have this little fucking voice in my head that's like, don't forget about Chris. Hey! Cause if Chris gets hot and becomes back to form what he was before the injury, then I'm like, well, no, it's Chris Middleton. So like, I, I have, and here's my question. So here's the question for that. And hopefully this question is why is what you're going to respond to. And if not, I want to hear what you have to say for sure. If Chris Middleton does not get to form pre injury in Boston last year, can we win it with the current – do you believe we can win it with Drew and Brooke and the and, and company playing the way they are now?
0: <clears throat> uh, so,
1: to answer that... the
0: question, yes. I think because basically you're saying we're winning with Middleton playing the way he is right now, and it's not like the greatest. You know what I mean? So, I think – if he stays at that level, we can still win a championship because we still we look like a championship team. But when you said Chris, I immediately thought, don't forget about Brooke. I think Brooke is, he would have to be the third guy on my list.
1: Okay. Right, so behind, right then right my behind middle. Drew. Okay.
0: Because he, his, he, also his play, whether he's scoring 24 points, or he's getting uh, six block shots and protecting the rim, like he's crucial because there's, there are a lot. I feel he presents more mismatches for teams than he is the mismatch for the other team. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I think he is essential to us winning a championship. If, if they say there's three guys that are essential, it would be Giannis, Drew, and Brooke for me.
1: Okay, so say – so that's what kind of my what if and, like, um, say Middleton does come to form. Does he jump those two? Or is it, hey, we need – like, we just need Chris to manage,
0: really. Like, See, and that's – yeah, man, I, I think that's it. I think you don't
1: – So has Middleton kind of lost that second most important piece in your mind because of the way Brooke and Drew has played, or really – in, in your rankings, Drew and Book, because of the way they've shown they can step up without him. Um are we a better team without Chris Middleton being the focal point outside of Giannis?
0: I think we're a better team when he's when this is that's the case.
1: Okay. I I, I respect think, that. I, I I think it's a I think it's a miniature hot take. No because I, I, think I think when
0: because I I've been watching I've been watching since he's been back and I know it hasn't been like a whole long time since he's been back, but him coming off the bench, playing that role. But I mean, his minutes do get extended longer than your normal bench player, probably. But like that, like twenty-four minute range, I think is perfect because all you need him to do then is come in and score. Hey, all you gotta do is make some baskets, man. That's all we need. Then he's not focusing, which is I think a, another good thing about getting Crowder is that now Middleton doesn't have to cover the second best player anymore. And then he can focus on offense because while Middleton's a good defender, I think, I think he, and he has a lot of defensive effort. I don't think that's his strong suit, his strong suit is offense. So as a, as a team that you want to win a championship, you want guys to play to their strength. And when he's focusing on also playing defense, I don't, I feel like then on offense, he kind of, he kind of lacks because of his energy is going into also playing defense on a tough on a tough person to play defense against. You know what I mean? And
1: let's – yeah, let's be honest. He's not 100%. So do we want him wasting his energy trying to guard Jan- or, uh, crowd- or Tatum or Yeah, Brown? or Jalen
0: Brown. Yeah. Or Brown.
1: Like, do we want him to waste that energy because we know offensively he – he might not have it then. And then is, yeah. he, a li- is he a liability? And I, I do agree with you. I think if he gets his win back and he comes into form like he did in the 2020, 2020, 2021, 20, whatever year we want it, if he comes into that form, I think personally, it's hard. F- it's, that's where my like conundrum internally shows. Cause I'm like, fuck.
0: Like yeah, but what if he, comes he was so good. Form- Doing what he's doing right now, playing 24 minutes.
1: Then we're almost unstoppable. Do you unstoppable. stretch
0: it? Do you stretch Yeah. It? You that's don't. the thing. I, you don't. My, that's my thing is I don't think we should fuck with it right now because he's still not, a, a, you know, I mean, he's not super consistent. But I feel like there's less pressure on him to be that number two guy. I think it, you look at it. Giannis is the number one. Drew has become the number two guy to go to offensively, and Brook. Brook has been, I think, the number three guy asked to, you know what I mean, to kind of hold down the fort on some offense. Middleton is doing – I think he's doing just fine where he's at, and I would love to see that because I think in the past we haven't had that firepower or the even potential for big firepower um, like Middleton can have off the bench. And I, help, yeah. I think that helps balance the team and balance the pressure on, on these guys to score, you know what I mean? Because, or, or, so they can just focus on, cause you might have a game where Matt Giannis, well, that's Giannis is a bad example because I think he can score on anybody, but you know what I mean? You might have a matchup where it's like, Hey, this is going to be harder for you to score Giannis. He might pass the ball more. You know what I mean? He might focus yeah. on defense then like you, you have to give the players the ability to, take some pressure off themselves and say hey shit I am beat is covering me I, I might not be able to score 30 points today but if I focus on facilitating and playing defense it could be just the same you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I scored 22 but I had 10 assists that's 20 you know what I mean that's
1: yeah but and I think that's where maybe the question is somewhat not it's 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 a fair question the way I worded it <clears throat> because it's under the assumption that drew and book are going to continue to play the way they have. Yeah. Yeah. I think where my mind goes is I'm less like just historically, I, I I'm less confident that drew's going to be able to keep this up than I am that Giannis can turn it on. Oh, uh, sorry. Middleton can turn it on. So, cause we've seen yeah. him do it. Like yeah, he arguably carried us, to the championship. And then Giannis just closed it. Yeah. Um, cause of all the fucking just big time shots he hit in the right moments. So like, and I think some of it comes back to very similar to our discussion earlier uh, talking about the Packers. I like, I love the fact that Middleton could shut all his haters up. Like, cause yeah. he played like a superstar. I don't know if he ever is going to get to that form, but Chris Middleton 2022 playoff 2020 playoffs was unbelievable. And if he gets back to that now, again, that is very, it's a huge if, if he gets back to that and he's becomes the go-to scorer in crunch time, he then, in my opinion, no doubt about it, becomes the most, the second most important player on our team. But that's a huge if that's more, that's a bigger if than, than anything else happening. And it creates a conundrum because you have Drew and Book playing at at all star level. So, do you risk do you risk threatening that?
0: <clears throat> yeah, the chemistry is good.
1: Yeah, under the hope that Chris Middleton becomes the Chris Middleton we need, or do you stick with what it is and hope that Chris Middleton becomes the Chris Middleton we need, um, with the twenty four minutes he's given? Yeah. And I think that's where you're at, like I, a little yeah, bit I think, of a.
0: I think that's he's exactly where he needs to be. It sounds weird, man, because he's he's a he's a, a all star caliber player, but I just think right now you don't
1: think we need that.
0: We don't need him. Yeah, we don't need it more right now.
1: You almost what we like... need is
0: we need what we need is for that game where we do need it that he cooks in his 24 minutes because I mean he you know what I mean he has have games where he scored 20 something points you know but he's been kind of bouncing between like the 15 and 20 something but and I don't you know and I, mean? I think we needed, needed that 20
1: we like needed Brent that 20 Williams
0: you said that yeah, guy yeah, doesn't yeah. score and then all of a sudden he has 27 points one game Middleton is way capable of doing that in 24 to 26 minutes you know what I'm saying like he's coming off the bench but he's playing more more minutes than a normal bench player would play you know what I'm saying? So like but I, yeah. I just think it's a good spot for him right now
1: his- And And I, I think the point you're making is soup is extremely valid. Like Chris, don't be Superman till we need you to be Superman. And when we need you to be Superman Be Superman <laughs> Boy, we need you, <laughs> you to be Superman because there's going to be a game in the playoffs where Drew might have an off game. There's gonna be a game that Brooke might have an off game, there's gonna be a game where Giannis might have an off game, and you're gonna need that yeah. depth that so but I'm gleaning that's a that.
0: That's a hell of a guy to need it from. You, you, yeah. you know what I mean? The things that you just listed off. You got Giannis, Drew, Brooke, Middleton. Portis can put up 15, 20 points. Crowder, you know what I mean? Grayson, like we got a lot of options. You just got to hope that these guys but, pick up when they need to pick it up.
1: I think what I'm gathering to wrap this up, because we've been going pretty long and we've, I think we've covered just about everything we intended to. What I'm gathering to close this up is, we are a better team in your eyes with Chris Middleton being the best role player he can be in this roster, because yes. he doesn't, because we don't need him to be the superstar he once was. Yes, <clears throat> that's that's what I'm saying. Because his, I, I don't disagree the with you. Potential
0: for him to give us superstar scoring in a limited time is a lot higher than any of these other guys. But when he, when he is asked to give us superstar numbers, that means he's playing more and he's playing more defense. And then he has to focus on playing defense. And I don't think then he's the most consistent self on offense. So I like where he's at now. I think that's where he, it should stay. I'm with that. I mean, Part of I me is
1: still, would, like, holding on to that, like,
0: why can't we have both?
1: I'm just, over here with the why not both looking ass. Like, why can't you have the young man Cook and Drew and Brooke Cook? And I think if that does happen, that's obviously the best case scenario, and yeah. we become nearly unbeatable. Because yeah. what are you going to do? Like, who are you going to cover? You can't cover four people every possession. It's just not And that's possible. why, yeah. yeah. And
0: even so, like, you think about, man, you got – you got guys having to cover Giannis, Drew, Brooke, right? And then the bench comes in and Middleton comes out. And then you got to think, okay, my bench has to handle Middleton scoring because he's dropping, you know, 24 points on us coming off the bench.
1: Yeah. I think you make a better point than I was expecting. Not that I was expecting a bad point. I thought you were going to be more where my brain was, but I think now you've, honestly convince me that we are a better team with Chris Middleton providing the spark that we need when we need it, when maybe, and I think he's better. There's a better chance of him doing that with his current health situation, playing less minutes and being less of a focal point for the offense.
0: Yeah. It's like, he's the six man. It's like having an all-star caliber six man. I just think it's working right now. So I would, I don't, I would hate to see them try to fuck with it this late in the game and then he's playing 30 you know what i mean 30 minutes 32 minutes and then i don't know like you know it sounds like just a few more minutes but in basketball shit that's a lot a few more minutes is a lot especially if you're being asked to cover you know what i mean Jalen brown when drew's covering tatum or you know what i mean or vice versa like that's a lot then to go have to go on offense and say hey dude You have to get us 22 points at least. It's a must as opposed to coming off the bench like dog got us 22 points and we won by 13. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I'm definitely 100% convinced like we're a better team in our current situation with everything that we know is happening now. Yeah. and you can't rely on somebody to go back to the form they were after a major injury and so much time away from the game.
0: Yeah. I just think it's been, it's more beneficial, you know what I mean? Is he capable of more? Yeah. Has he shown it a few games, but you know what I mean, why it's working, I don't know. That's His last crow, game he played a crow because that means he plays more and we win and everybody's like, "See, we're a better team with him." And that means we win a championship. I'll eat that crow for sure. Like you know what I mean? I, yeah, I would but love I, to be wrong, but I just feel that that's, that's the case right now as it stands today.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I can't disagree. And if you do get any semblance of prior Middleton, we are extremely lethal. Yeah. Because they've built the confidence in the roster and the the – the way they're playing together, you can't mess with that. No, yeah, yeah. They
0: got these guys are confident, man. They're playing well. Javon Carter, you know, stepping up and Crowder, and it's a good, it's it's a good look to have. And you know, I, I really wanted that Sixers game, but especially because Boston lost, and I was trying to get that home court advantage. But I mean, I, I think we're barring any, you know, injury scares and things like that, like. I think we're
1: on the path to the championship again. I think we're in a really good place. And that's the only thing that I think scares me is uh, injuries to the wrong person at the wrong time in the wrong series. Because it's yes. not about, you know, if you lose Giannis, sure, you're, you're in an uphill battle no matter who you're playing. But you lose a Jay Crowder against the Celtics. Well, I don't, we're in a very, in my opinion, we're in a very, bad position because now you're relying on what we, everything we just talked about now comes to, we can't have Middleton be a role player. He has to be a star and he has to play it on both ends, not being the guy off the bench scoring wise that we just hope he can be because you don't have the guy to lock up Tatum. Yeah. And I don't know the Eastern conference. I know it pretty well, but like same thing for like a drew holiday against the Sixers. Um, Sixers,
0: Celtics, for sure. Uh, Cleveland kind of scares me a little bit. But.
1: but it's about those individual injuries that can nag and lose you a series because that person was so important during that specific series. Yeah. Like, Drew going down against the Celtics worries me much less than against the Sixers because of the capability of their point guards. Now, I don't want them to go down to either one, but if I had to pick – I think we can win a series against the Celtics, Sands, Drew. I think it's hard to win against the 76ers because of the fact that Harding can go for 38 when he's not being contained as well as Drew Holiday has the ability to. But I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, I think it's going to be very reliant upon our coaching because we have the talent. We do have the talent. And then do the players that have played the way they have all year continue to play the way? they have because um, if you have a major drop-off going into the playoffs to those three people that we talked about, it's going to be really hard to win a series if, you know, Drew's not providing what he's provided all year. Yeah.
0: Um, and, yeah. I and, think we're, we really are banking on, on Drew's uh, improvement that he's had from last year so far. And you're, I mean, he's just been on a tear, man. So I hope it continues because if he play if he plays like that, And Middleton even just gets a slight bit better than what he's playing right now. I think we're really—I mean, we're already a hard team to beat anyway,
1: but—but it it just makes it difficult. Yeah, makes it exponentially more difficult because what we also didn't talk about is those rosters shrink; those players that are playing play more. So it's like, sure, the rosters shrink, but now instead of Drew playing 30 minutes, he's playing 37. And if he's playing the way he has this year, that's not good for a defense uh, for the other team. Like you yeah. don't want more Drew, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you want <definitely>. those rot- <laughs> You want those rotations. You want to see a Javon Carter because it's given you a break from the harassment and the the offensive capability he's shown. Same thing yeah. with Book. Like defensively, Book's been unbelievable this year. So it's like, no, I want that guy off the floor, you know. But in the playoffs, minutes go up and rosters shrink. So. I agree with you. We're in a really good position. And I look forward to seeing how we handle this going forward. Um, because in the end, like, if we look back and we don't have a chip and there was no major injury, we have very little. I think we, the, the, the reasons why we didn't win are going to be very small. Yeah, like
0: we, the, we don't really have any excuses as it stands right now.
1: And no, are going to be
0: you're vying for you know, right now. You got home court advantage
1: um, and home court advantage in the entire NBA, not just the yeah. Eastern Conference. So it's yeah. so it's like, about continuing to put together what we can, getting the players the rest they, they need when they need it, and managing the rotations the most appropriately, and just letting the players do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. These games are crucial now going forward. Uh, I imagine, barring any crazy Bucks related event. Um, we probably won't talk about them until the playoffs start. Do a little playoff preview for each series.
1: Yeah, because next uh, week we got a little special. Uh, got something special for the listeners.
0: Yeah, free agency starts, and uh,
1: we, we might, may be, or we may might not... be
0: dipping in the free agency bucket.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking something else. We may or may not have a special guest.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: Oh Me, yeah. yeah. Oh, we oh man, I see you going out these. You, you, fooled, you fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you we're pulled one on over me.
0: We got to get the front office together.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we got to have a front office meeting because I spent too much time talking about Aaron Rodgers today.
0: <laughs> but, well, yeah, so next week, uh, definitely football-related, free agency starts. Um, so that we're gonna And we'll probably have an answer. That. I'm guessing most likely we will have an answer by that day or even on that day which would really be nuts. Um, so, yeah, next week, definitely football-related, Packer-related. Uh, but we'll be talking about the Bucks again as soon as the playoffs start and do a little preview of whoever they play in the uh, first round.
1: Yes, sir. So, All right, brother. Well, I'm going to let you get it. Yep. You have I'm a good night, and uh, thank you for your time as always. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure, sir. Hi, right, brother. Peace. Peace.